evening, people of God everywhere. Just here tonight to and back again to encourage you in the things of God. And I trust that you have had an awesome Father's Day to all the fathers out there. I pray that you had a blessed day, that you ate well and just was blessed with all your gifts and whatever your children and your wife had to give you. I pray that you were just blessed and comforted in this season, in the pandemic season. We're making full well of every opportunity to just continue to love, to show love, and to just still ourselves to really hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us, that we can govern ourselves accordingly to what God is doing through us, around us, and in us. And so today, I'll be coming from 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. And I, before I go there, I'm going to pray for everybody, and we're going to get right into what I'm coming to talk to you about. I'm coming to talk to you today about the exchange that was made. The exchange that Jesus Christ made for us. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for all that you're doing. I thank you for your loving kindness. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for just leading, guiding, and directing us during this season. I thank you for working in us mightily. I thank you for keeping us, oh God, during this pandemic that nothing has hindered us or caused us to uh, just err in any way, but that we live our life pleasing to you, God. We thank you right now. I thank you for our apostle that sit among us and is healthy and is well. I thank you for your loving kindness that's kept him in the name of Jesus. We just give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. And I pray that the Holy Spirit be loosed upon us to just bring forth and to declare your word with boldness in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you out there, uh, listening audience. I just thank you for just your time and all those that have tuned in to uh, hear what the Spirit would like to say. And in the absence of my uh, husband, Apostle Rudolph Ellis, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the love of my life, both he and God, uh, and the After Christ Christian Center family, I just greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Love you guys. And uh, before I go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, where I'm going to be coming from, which is the scripture that we founded our church upon and that we go from and that we use all the time, I want to just read something for your comfort right here in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Just to just put you at ease and to comfort you if you're going through anything. It says in, in verse, it says in verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy and God of, of all and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulations, but we that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abound through Christ. Now, if you are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation 
and salvation. And our hope for you is steadfast because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so also you will partake of the consolation. But we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our troubles which come to us in Asia. But we are burdened beyond measure above strength so that we despair even of life. Come on. So whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, know that God is with you in everything. He's with us. It's God that's at work in each and every one of the believers today. If you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, God is with us. We need not uh, uh, worry uh, or wonder if God is going to help me through this pandemic situation. Whenever it's lifted, even if it lasts and endure to this whole year, know that God is with you. No matter. It, it didn't say when we got saved that everything was going to be smooth sailing. No, we face situations. We face opposition. We face all kinds of things in this life. But I, want, I wanted you to be comforted with that. Know that God is with you. The Holy Spirit is there to bring comfort to you, to lead you, to guide you, and to direct you. Even when you are in despair about what decision you need to make, God is right there. So with that being said, I'd like to go on today. I want to talk to you about the exchange that was made by Christ giving up his life for us and how important it is for us to realize what we have and what we receive the moment we accepted Christ into our life. So with that, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And I'm, I'm going to be reading from the uh, Good News Bible. I really like how simple and plain they make that so that you will get a good picture or understanding of what's going on. And in, in, in 17 it says, when anyone is joined to Christ, he is a new being. The old is gone, the new has come. All this is done by God, who through Christ changed us from enemies into friends and gave us the task of making others his friends also. I think that's just so awesome how God, how we were, you know, we weren't aware of God's presence. We weren't aware of anything that God was doing. All we knew before we come to Christ is that there's a God in heaven. I believe that. Everybody believes there is a God. But the question is, if I need God, will he really work for me? Yes. Well, when we call out to God, he's right there. And you say, well, how can he be right there when there's so many thousands of people in the world and everywhere? But he's right there no matter how, how small you are if you call out to God or how large you are or how rich or poor you are. God is right there to assist us in whatever it is that we need done. And I just want to encourage you today with that to, to let you really know He's right there. And today we're talking about Paul, my favorite young man in the scriptures. Paul makes it so clear because he's talking to the church. And this is the second letter to the Corinthians. where And they're having all kinds of problems going on. And I just feel that if Paul had his way, he'd begin to just tell them what they have in Christ, just simplify for them if he had the time and opportunity, and I'm sure that he probably did, and a lot of those writings did get printed in the Bible. 
that he could sit down to give them some reassurance and some comfort like I want to do with you today. This might seem elementary if you've been saved for a while, but it's needed. It's necessary to be reminded of what Christ has done or the exchange that was given for us on the cross when he died, when he rose again. And what we have and how we can see it in full bloom in our life. If we just go back over our life, we can see how that exchange, we make that exchange, how you didn't know how it was going to take place. But God does what he does, and you really don't know when or how or or how the effectiveness that it takes because we change. We change. If you really see God and take time to study his word, you'll find that God is powerful enough. I don't care if a thousand people get saved at one time. He's working in each and every one of those people at the same time. Everybody. God is changing us. And second, Paul shows us how very beautiful the work of Christ reconciles us. Number one I want to give you is repentance. The number one uh, uh, thing, the exchange that was made is when we come to Christ, the first one is repentance. And in this in this 2 Corinthians 5.17 or in 2 Corinthians here, we see Christ as an apostle. He's establishing things. The apostle established things and get them settled and get them going. So that's how we see Corinthians as an apostle. Paul goes on to tell them, number one, the first thing we get is repentance, a change of mind. That's the first thing that takes place in us when we accept Christ in our life. A new mind about God. A new mind. So guess what? You need your pencils. You need your paper because this could be a study for you after everything's done. You can go back and study this. So I'm going to be giving you scripture so that you can go and look up these things for yourself. Repentance, a change of mind. You don't know it, but the moment you accept Christ, the Holy Spirit goes to work and you to help you to change your mind. With the word of God and the unctioning from on the inside. Now you have the spirit of God coming alive on the inside to help you to find out what you have given up to what you're gaining. Your old mind, the new mind about God. You have a new mindset about God. You might not know it, but you do. In Matthew chapter 3 verses 2, let's go over there and see what that one scripture is saying. Matthew chapter 3, verses 2. And it says, turn away from your sins. He said, because the kingdom of heaven is near. You got that. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. These are the scriptures I'm going to be giving to you. I might not have time to go through all the scriptures that I'm giving you, but you can do that as a study for yourself. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 17, it gives you more. And there are many other scriptures that let you know you have just turned away from your sins to, with a new mind about the God that you have just accepted in your life. Now your mind has changed. You don't know it. You don't know what's taking place. But God is doing something. He's at work in you the moment you accept Christ into your life. The second one, conversion, that takes place in you, is conversion. 
repentance, and the second one is conversion, a change of direction. You were going one way, and now a new walk with God. You're having a new walk with God. These things are taking place all at the same time. The moment you get saved, repentance, and now conversion, you got to change your mind about God, and you got a new walk with God. In Psalms 19, verse 7, Psalms 51, verse 13, Matthew chapter 18, verse 3. All of these let you know now you are you have changed your direction. You're about to follow God, whether you think so or not. The Holy Spirit is in you now to help you to begin to make all of these changes. All of these changes are taking place in your life as you have made that great exchange have been made in you. You've accepted Christ in your life. That's the exchange that was made. I'm taking off. I'm stopped doing what I'm doing, and I'm going to do what God wants me to do. Okay? The third one is regeneration. Regeneration. A change of nature. A new nature before God. You have a new nature. You have a new mind. You have a new walk. And you have a new nature before God. John chapter 3, verses Three through five, and Romans chapter three, verses twenty-four through twenty-five. Regeneration, a change of nature, a determined, a, a determined to uh, do what's right. I'm determined. You don't know that you're determined, but God is at work giving you a determination to do what is right. You don't know all these things that are taking place because an exchange has been made. You're walking with God. You don't know that you're walking with God, but as you continue to uh, plant yourself into a Bible study, as you continue to go to church, as you continue to sit and read your Bible, as you continue to learn how to pray to God, these exchanges are taking place in you to cause you to be a new creature. Second, remember what Second Corinthians said, five seventeen. If any man be in Christ, see now you're in Christ. You was outside before, but now you're in Christ. You made that great exchange. The exchange has been made, and now all of these things are taking place in your life: repentance, conversion, regeneration, and the fourth one is adoption. You've been adopted. You have a change of family, a new relationship with God. You didn't have it before. Even if you thought you did, you didn't. If you hadn't made Jesus Christ your personal Savior, you hadn't. But now a change of family. You have a new family. You have a brother in Christ Jesus, and your father is God. A new relationship with God. You were once out of a relationship on the outside, but now you have been adopted into the family of God. He has accepted you as his adopted family. You have been accepted into the beloved. All of these things have taken place. In Romans chapter 8, verses 14 
through 23, Galatians chapter 4 through 5, Ephesians chapter 1 through 4, and Ephesians 3 through 15. Okay, we're going on to the next one. The fifth one is the washing, a change of morals, a new creature before God. Your morals are changing. You're being washed with the word of God. The Bible says by the washing of water of the word. The word is watering your life by reading it and studying it. The word of God is changing you. The word of God is washing you. You don't know. You don't know that your mind is indifferent. But see, the Bible says, come on now. Paul said, I beseech you, brother, it's by the mercies of God that you present your body. It's your living sacrifice. This is your reasonable sacrifice to God. You can't pay God. You can't give him anything, but you can give him your time in studying the word of God because it's through the word of God that you're changed. In verse 2, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says by renewing your mind. We, and why do we renew our mind? We renew our mind to get to know the God that just made the change in your life. You want to get to know what, 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 what he has for you. You want to get to know about him. What did he come to do? How is he going to change you? The, the miraculous part of it is how is he going to change you if you can't see him? But this word, the Bible says this word is life. It's life-giving. It's, 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 it's consuming fire. The word of God, it might seem like words on this page, but they're powerful. And then it's, it's able to go in to change, give you a new mindset, to give you a new way of thinking. In verse 6, the next one is 6, redemption. You have redemption. Remember, we got, you got repentance, conversion, regeneration, adoption, washing, and redemption. A change of owners. You just made an exchange. You didn't know that you were serving the opposite, that uh, uh, God's rivalry. But now you've changed partners. <laughs> Redemption, a change of owners, a new master in God. God is our master now. God is in charge of us now. Remember, you have a new family. You just changed your old way of doing things into this new life. That you don't even know about. You don't even know what you're walking into. But you are. God is doing it. And there's a scripture in the Bible that said we're being changed from glory to glory. It's God's glory. Where he wants us to be. How he wants us to be. These are the things that is in that exchange. The exchange that was made for us. With the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is what we have right now residing in us, redemption, a change of owner, a new master in God. In Romans chapter 3, verses 24 through 25. In Romans chapter 6, verse 16 through 23. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 through 30. Redemption, a change of owners. We've been redeemed. We've been delivered. 
We've been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. God has snatched us out because we said yes to Jesus. God has taken us out of Satan's grips, out of the jaws of uh, 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 any kind of bondage that we were in. God has just snatched us out with that great exchange. When we say, Christ come into my life, help me, deliver. These, all of these things are taking place. Your deliverance is being made. That's why now, if you set your mind to whatever it is that had you bound or you thought that you couldn't stop doing, I don't care what it is, lying, cheating, stealing. See, we don't know that we're chronic liars. You can't see yourself. And the moment, the moment this exchange takes place in our body, our eyes become wide open to how we were. We couldn't see how we were. We thought it was okay to tell that little white lie, whether it's white, black, brown, whatever the lie is. We thought it was okay. It was necessary to do that. But the moment you make this great ex exchange, your eyes become open and you become more aware now of those little white lies. And you don't want to tell them the white lies because the, uh, the spirit of God is in you, which is greater. And it comes to help you to be able to help you withstand whatever the enemy is trying to drag you off into or whatever it is you're into, God is pulling you out of it. You have the strength now to resist that pull, that tug that was on you, dragging you down. And for the people that feel like they didn't have any vices, you have them. You just don't understand it or know it because I was one of those people. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I don't even drink coffee. I don't even drink pot. All these things I didn't do, but I still, I had anger issues that you don't know that they're issues until God began to reveal to you through the new ownership, the new exchange that you made. God began to reveal to you, you struggling with anger. Well, you don't know that you're angry. You only feel like I get angry when somebody does something to me. No, but you have a spirit of anger resonating on the inside. And God lets you know before anybody make you angry, that spirit is there. God can bring deliverance to your life. You've been redeemed from the power and the control of all of those things that have dragged you down. That you figure you couldn't get uh, uh, away from before. All of these things and these preparations that have been made for us. The next one is perpetuation. Perpetuation, a change of clothing. A new covering of sin before God. God doesn't see our sins anymore. He doesn't see it. He doesn't see the wrong that we do anymore. All of that has been covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. All of those things that, that kept us separated and distant from God has been removed because of the great exchange that has been made, which is Jesus Christ, our Savior. He made those exchanges so that we can come into the family of God and be a part of God. And you say, well, I don't, I don't have to go to, no, you don't have to go to church, but you have to go to church to learn about what you have received. You need to know about what you just allowed to come into your life. You need someone to teach you. You need to know about what this word of God is trying to demonstrate to you. Perpetuation, a change of clothing, a new covering of sin before God. All of it to regain the goodwill of God. We're, 
the Bible say that we uh, we have uh, uh, right standing with God, and we have we have peace. Of, we have the peace of God, and we have peace with God. The peace of God and peace. Before you had no peace, you couldn't go to sleep at night. You can't do a lot of things. I, I'm just you tormented by worry, sin, guilt, and all these things. But when God comes in, that the situation that was made for us, when Jesus Christ comes into our life, he gives us the peace of God. We have the peace of God and peace with God. That's what a perpetuation is. It's to regain the goodwill of God for us. We are right standing with God. He's made us righteous. We can't be right. We think we can be, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I don't do all of those things that you do. No, no one is good without Jesus Christ. We don't, we can't say that we're good. We're not, there's nothing that we do can be good enough to be in the grace of the favor of God. Nothing. The only thing that we can do is to accept Jesus Christ into our life to help us to have that right standing with God. And that's what the situation does. Okay. And the, where we can go to read that scripture about the situation is Romans chapter 4, verse 7. Okay, Romans chapter 3, verse 24 through 25. A change of clothing, wow, a new covering for sin. We have Jesus Christ. We, the Bible says that some men's sins go before them and some men's sins come after them. Well, our sins have been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. So we can no longer be judged for sins, for the things that we've done wrong. Only for what we have done in Christ Jesus. After we get saved, Christ desires for us to be a spokesperson for him in the earth. To gain other people. No one. He wants no one to be lost. And so it's up to us as born again believers. Once we accept what has the exchange that has been made for us, then we can go out and tell others about the exchange that was also made for them. And it's going to take a voice in the earth. It's going to take arms and legs to get to where all people are when they're struggling, when they uh, are without comfort or when they're discouraged. It's up to us to tell them about a savior, a man that can save them from anything. The next one is eight. I'm going to give you 10 today. And then next week when I come, I'm going to give you 10 more. The next one is grace, a change of favor. A new standing before God. All of these things, just in one voice at one time, have made all of these awesome uh, exchanges have taken place, are taking, and are continuously taking place in us that God has made for us. So many things. And I wonder, you know, how can God do all of this at one time with so many people calling on him and all over the world? But God has made provision for each and every creation that he has sent into the earth. We are, we are preserved for a purpose in the earth. And it's up to us to learn who we are from the creator that sent us into the earth. We need to know what God has given up for us to have what he's given us. We need to know what has taken place in us in order for us to be all that God is calling for. See, God deemed you worthy of this. He said, I'm calling you to learn about what you have in me. 
And we have all of these things going for us. Much more than we could offer anyone else before Christ. We, 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 we think that we all that, but we're nothing without Christ. Nothing. I can say that for me. I don't know how you think or how twisted your thinking is because mine was really twisted. Mine was really twisted. I didn't know who I was. I thought I knew. We have a uh, we have a, a picture in our head about who we want to be, and we never achieve that unless Christ comes into your life to help you to become what He sent you into the earth to become to fulfill your destiny and your purpose in life. You never know. You go through like picking and choosing who you want to be like. So eight is the grace, a change of favor. A new standard before God. In John 1, 16, chapter 1, verses 16 through 17. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 2. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 18. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 9. And the next one is invitation, a change of account, a new debt to God. God, we, we, we owe a debt we can never pay, and God paid a debt he didn't even owe for us. He died for us. That is so much. How many of us will die for somebody? I don't think so. We're not trying to die for nobody, but God gave his only begotten son, and Jesus Christ died for us to have eternal life, that we can be brought back into fellowship with him through the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's because of what he did. And that word imputation is I-M-P-U-T-A-T-I-O-N, a change of account, a new debt to God. He paid a debt he didn't owe, and we owed a debt we couldn't pay. And so we have... we. Before Christ did what he did, we was just out there. The Bible said that we were alienated from Christ. That means we had no connections to God at all. There was no way we can be with him. No way we can be redeemed back from the power of the enemy that had us. It's only through the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord that we can be redeemed back to God. And that, that has been done through these exchanges that was made for us. Okay? I gave you the uh, last, I think I gave you, did I give you the, the new, a new debt to God in Romans chapter 1, verse 14. The scripture is Romans chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. In Romans chapter 4, verses 22 through 24. In Galatians chapter 3. 6 through 14. I hope I'm not going too fast for you. And the last one is forgiveness, which is not the last, but it's the last for what I have for today. Forgiveness, a change of judgment, a new pardon by God. We have been pardoned. God has forgiven us for what Adam did in the beginning. Adam is the one that gave up our freedom, gave up our access to God, gave us, gave up his eternal life. Do you know that we were people that were supposed to have been living forever? 
without all the pain, without all of the of the um, things that we're connected to that are wrong, without all of these wrong things that we feel. What if we could know life without uh, drugs or alcohol or drinking or anger or murder? What if we knew life without that? You can't even imagine what life could be like without all of that in the earth. But that's what Adam gave up, all of that freedom, all of that. We, we wasn't ever supposed to feel what sickness was about. We wasn't ever supposed to feel that. What, what if your life was without pain? Well, I mean, that would be awesome. Just awesome. What if you what if you never had a headache? What if you never had a toothache? All of these things was there for us. When Adam fell, everyone fell from coming out of the loins of Adam, our parents, our foreparents. Adam and Eve was our parents that produced the whole world that came into a life of sin, falling short of God's goodness. So with forgiveness, a change of judgment, a new pardon by God. That's what we have. We're, we're not, we're, we're, God is not judging us. If you're a born again believer, God is not judging you. You have been pardoned. That means your slate has been wiped clean. All the debt that you owe, which was your life, is now owe no, you owe nothing. It has been stamped approved. You owe nothing. The debt has been paid by Jesus Christ. Psalms 103 verses 3. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 7. Colossians chapter 2 verses 13. 1 John 1, 7 through 9. And Acts 10, 43. Since this is the last one and I have so much time, I'm going to go through these scriptures. The ones that I just gave you in this last one of forgiveness, I want to just read some of that to see what some of this is saying to us. Let's go to the first one in Psalms 103, verses 3. We're going to go there. Since I have so much time left, if you don't have any questions about the uh, exchange that was made, I'll be going off the air really early. <laughs> so we're going to read some of those scriptures. Psalms 103, verses 3. Okay, I have it. Right here it says, he forgives all my sins and heal all my diseases. Did you hear what I just said? He forgives all my sins and heal all my diseases. He keeps me from the grave and blesses me with love and mercy. Wow, that's awesome. Come on, let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. That's the next scripture over here in forgiveness. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, I have it. It says, For by the, by the sacrificial death of Christ, we are set free. That is, our sins are forgiven. Did you hear what I said? Forgiveness, a change of judgment, a new pardon by God. God is not holding anything against us. Neither can it be until the day we die. God is not We've been forgiven for every sin that we'll ever commit, even now, after you accept Christ. If you make a mistake or if you do something that's contrary to what the Word says, God has already forgiven you. He's already forgiven you for all of that. 
I'm going to read that again. That was just so good. For by the sacrificial death of Christ, we are set free. That is, our sins are forgiven. How great is the grace of God, which he gave to us in, in such a large measure. Wow, that's awesome. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. Colossians chapter 2, verses 13. I have it right here. And it says, For when you were baptized, you were buried with Christ. And in baptism, you, you were also raised with Christ through your faith in the act, the active power of God. That I read 12. Okay, who raised him from the dead. In verse 13, it says, you were at one time spiritually dead because of your sins and because you were Gentiles without the law, but God has now brought you to life with Christ. God forgave us all our sins. Isn't that awesome? Look at the great exchange that has been made for us. You no longer have to be, if, uh, if you die today, you go right into the very presence of, of paradise where God is. We don't have you, and, and, he, and nothing will be held against you for any of your sins that you did wrong. Nothing. God has forgiven you for every sin that you'll ever commit. Let's, let's go to 1 John 1, 7 through 9. These are awesome scriptures. It helps you to know how, how God and God is not a liar of his word. If the word says it, then God, God is backing up his word. 1 John 1, 7 through 9. I'm going to be there in a, just hold on. 1 John 1, okay, 7 through 9. Let me read that for you. And it says, but if we live in the light, just as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from every sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And there is no truth in us. But if we confess our sins to God, he will keep his promise and do what is right. He will forgive us our sins and purify us from all our wrongdoings. Wow. Just like I said, God will forgive you for all of your sins. I don't care if you make a hundred cents and you're saying God has already forgiven you for every sin that you'll ever commit. All God wants us to do is accept him as the savior of, of our life and begin to seek after him with everything we have to know the exchange that was made for us. Everything Christ did is right here in this word of God, this instrument. This Bible, this B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving the earth. These are our instructions. We're here on a mission. We're here to do what God say we can do and to become who God say we can become. Without these basic instructions, we don't know how to get to God. We don't know how to appeal to God. We don't even know what God came to do for us. These are the things that he came to do for us. This word is instructing us. Let's go to Acts chapter 10, verse 43. Acts chapter 10, verse 43. Acts chapter 10. I'll be there in just one second, right here. Verse 43. 
Okay, I have it right here. All the prophets spoke about him saying that everyone who believes in him will have his sins forgiven through the power of his name. Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear that? Everyone, everyone, all the prophets spoke about him, talking about Jesus, saying that everyone who believes in him will have his sins forgiven. You all, all it, all it takes is to be forgiven for your sins is to ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. God forgive me for disobeying you. We, we, we haven't harmed anybody, but the rejection of Jesus Christ. We can't reject him. We got to accept Christ into our life. We got to believe that he was the only begotten of the father. He's the only begotten son of the father and accepting him as savior. That's all God asks. He doesn't ask us for a lot of anything. He doesn't ask us to do anything that he hasn't written in his word to say we can't do. What he asks us to do is not hard. The only thing that's hard for us to do is to stop doing what we used to do because we done got used to doing it. But you have now, he has given you an aid and assistance in your life, which is the Holy Spirit, to help you to even stop doing that. He, he helps you. He not only gives you everything you need, but he gives you help to stop doing the dumb stuff that's killing you or causing you to, to be the, the, the person that you are that you don't want to be. Half the time, the stuff that we do, we don't even want to do it, but we're so used to doing it, we keep doing it. Even if the doctor say, stop drinking that, it's, your, your liver is, the, it ate up your liver, and you'll keep, well, you know, uh, a little bit, I got to die of something. No, you don't have to die of anything. You can just die from natural causes. Just you got old and died. You don't have to die from anything. But we so foolish in that we've let the devil just blind in our minds because the, the, the word of God haven't come in to shine the light on who we really are. And the devil, just, the, the, the enemy just keeps us blinded to what God wants to do in us. And it's not hard. It's not hard. I know, I know you're thinking that because I used to think that oh, I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. But everything that I didn't want to stop was the junk that was messing me up. Anger was killing me. The older I got, it causes your heart to accelerate. It causes you, it, it just overworks you. Anger overworks you. Causes you to be old before your time. I'm so glad God saved me. It kind of preserved me a little bit. I'm 73 and, and I, my skin ain't all torn. My face ain't all wrinkled up. Because of the fouls that you make, because you're angry. Ah, I thank God. He has calmed me down a lot. I still get excited now. I'm excited about the word of God. But God has given me such a great exchange in my belief in who he is to me. If we would just give God a chance to do what he needs to do, it's not costing you anything. I, You know what? Just like I implore you, I beg you, give God a chance to allow Jesus Christ to come into your life. And that's through just acceptance. God, I believe you can stand right there and say, God, I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins and I accept him in my life as Savior. God, forgive me for rejecting him. And he comes in to do what he needs to do, do the work. He does that. He does that great exchange. He gives you all of this new life for the old life that you, uh, life that you was pretending to have because we weren't living we was existing in some of the things that made us feel good momentarily. But God gives us such an awesome life. He does. 
He made things so much better. Gosh, I just, I, if, if there was some kind of way I could get you to believe it, if you would just try it, just, just try them in your life. You will see the change, the difference. No matter what you go to do, if you acknowledge God in it, God will help you. He will help you get do what you're trying to do. He will. If there's no questions or anything, I just pray. I don't, you know what? I don't ask the question. Is anybody listening out there? If you're not listening, that's all right. That's on you. But whoever. But I just ask that those that are listening, that they would ask someone else. Please take a moment to just tell people about the After Christ Christian Center and how it has helped you. How you've changed through uh, hearing the word of God and being taught the word of God and then going to study it for yourself. Study this book for yourself. Do the things, apply what God has told us to apply. The right living that you can see that you can live without constantly falling down. You're going to fall at first because we, we are peach, people of habit. We're creatures of habit. We like doing the same thing over and over and over. And the same thing is with God. We have to keep listening. We have to keep reading. We have to keep studying till this begins to take root into our, then it becomes a part of our life. This word will become a part of your life. If you are really want to know who Christ is and you accept him in your heart, then God is able to manifest himself in your life just like he did in mine. Because in you, there's talents and gifts and everything that God has given you, abilities that you never thought that you could do, God will help you to do them. All because you've accepted Jesus Christ in your life. You made him your savior. You asked him to come into your life. These great exchanges, new family, change of uh, uh, heart, change of mind, new direction, all of these things. You now don't do the things you used to do. If you've been saved for any time, you're not doing what you used to do. You're not lying like you used to lie. You're not uh, just making up stuff like you used to make up stuff to try to make yourself look better. You really don't, you know, you don't really care about that. All you care about is that Christ be magnified, be glorified in your life. So we do the right thing at all times. The Holy Ghost is there to help us to do the right thing at all times. That's the exchange. He's, he's doing in us the things that we couldn't accomplish or do by ourselves. I'm telling you. That's what God does in us. You know. Uh, uh, are there any questions? I know I just saw one uh, across the thing, but I didn't read it really good. So if you would ask the question again, I can answer it. I didn't really see it. I didn't really see the question really good. So someone out there asked the question. There was a question. Okay. So if there were no questions, I'm going to go off the air early. So I see you from the uh, Apostle Rudy and Lois Ellis. We love you. And I'll see you next week. God, right here. Bye-bye. Love you.